I want, I want a girl, um, excuse me, a woman who has no need for me. Because as far as this world goes, she's handling her business. But she wants for my company, comfort, caress, concern. She's cool when she sends her voice through the phone to tell me what she wants. If it will be a problem to crash at my spot. She needs a break from the rat's pace to kick off her shoes and unwind in my space. No superlatives conditionals just knows what she wants wants it from me welcome to the dating after divorce survival guide after getting his master's degree and getting cursed out his second master's and getting kicked out Eric Payne decided to pursue his doctorate in getting his life right and staying in his own lane. But upon getting all his degrees, he realized he was a fish out of water in this new dating landscape. Eric was 28 years old when he met his ex-wife and was newly divorced at 43. The world had changed considerably since the days of StarTech beepers, Motorola flip phones, and Yahoo Chat. It is vicious out here in these new streets where taking pictures of yourself all day long with a phone and posting them on the internet is actually a thing. The Dating After Divorce Survival Guide is the story of Eric's journey from love and marriage to divorce to dating to hopefully love and marriage once more. What is Instagram? Well, let's hear what Instagram has to say about it. Instagram is a free photo and video sharing app available on iPhone and Android. People can upload photos or videos to our service and share them with followers or with a select group of friends. They can also view, comment, and like posts shared by their friends on Instagram. Anyone 13 and older can create an account by registering an email address and selecting a username. I joined Instagram back in 2012. I think that's when I joined. I was on it when it was built to be a competitor to Shutterstock. But you know, as these things go, the more and more popular the thing becomes, the more and more a shark comes along to try to gobble it up and get fat off of it. And who was the shark? Good old Facebook. Facebook made those two guys rich they decided to sell. They took off. I don't know if they're still a part of it. I think they left. I think they both eventually left. And Instagram has not been the same since. It went from a place where photographers showed their black and whites, their iPhone photography, their creativity, making things work with iPod shuffles, not iPod shuffles, making things work with iPods and iPhones and maybe even you know, sometimes cheating and downloading a DSLR photo onto their computer, onto their iPod, so that they could upload it to their Instagram account. It went from that to Selfie Central, where people take pictures of everything themselves, themselves eating food, themselves standing in front of their homes, themselves standing in front of other people's homes, themselves standing in front of their cars, themselves standing on other people's cars. 
themselves being on beaches that belong to no one and acting like that's the only place where they live. I have seen more beards, more suits, more hookah than I'll ever, 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 ever request to see, naturally, thanks to Instagram. I've seen more behinds, booties, titties, tatas, dance moves, twerks, hip shakes, whatever you want to call it, than I did in all my time going to strip clubs, thanks to Instagram. Instagram is a beautiful thing. Instagram is a deadly thing. Instagram is a powerful thing. Instagram is a trap. Instagram is also a marketing tool. But Instagram is not that place that it used to be where photographers would argue with each other over copyright and if digital licensing was a valid thing. And sepia tone and black and white and reflections and all the rest of that. I mean, those guys are still around. But they don't dominate Instagram. They just happen to be great photographers on Instagram. Instagram is terrible because Instagram causes what's called a comparison trap. You look at your life and you think it's crap because that's just the self-conversation that you have with yourself, unfortunately, until you get to a better place where you start affirming yourself and believing in yourself and knowing that you are great no matter what and knowing that you add value no matter who tells you, who shows you, or what life tries to trick you into believing you are. You look at other people's lives, you look at people's relationships, and let me tell you, you look at the couples, who the couples look like their goals. I mean, they could just be standing there shoulder to shoulder and their couple goals. They could just have their hands on each other, like one hand on the other and their couple's goals. They could be sitting in a car side by side and their couple's goals. They could be at each other's damn throats. But because they staged their image in such a way, they are couple's goals. And we who are not coupled or we who are on the outs of whatever or we who wish we had more than what we have see that. And as the Bible says, we begin wishing for what we don't have and it makes our hearts sick. And that is the problematic problem with Instagram. But otherwise, I think it's a great photo sharing app. Hey, how you doing? My name is Eric Payne. And welcome to my Patreon page. So I am currently the host of the Dating After Divorce Survival Guide. Your support here in this community is going to do the following. It's gonna allow me to produce exclusive content for the Dating After Divorce Survival Guide. It's also gonna allow me to launch a bunch of other content series. Life of a Divorced Dad, Fatherhood in Black, and something that I'm very excited about, a docu-series called Extraordinary People. Additionally, your support on this page will give you access to a quarterly subscription box and you're gonna get first dibs and the cheapest prices on tickets for live events. Now, of course, nothing is live at this point, but when the world opens back up, things will be live. So in the meantime, they're gonna be virtual events and they're gonna be very fun. I wanna have them, they're gonna be very fun. Did I say fun? Yeah, very fun. Yeah, that's, we'll, we're gonna have fun. Stay tuned. Hope to see you on the page. Thank you. So what I began to notice on the good old Insta to the gram was this if you're a woman i don't know if any guys do this i don't think guys do this because guys are just i mean let me not paint with broad strokes i don't know too many men who are in relationships that put their relationship front and center on social media in my circle i'm not saying that there aren't men that don't do that i'm saying i don't know any 
out of the people that I know, what I have noticed is that if you are married or coupled, well, coupled doesn't matter. If you are married, whether you have children or don't have children, what I've noticed is that either one of two things is front and center on your Instagram, your husband and your children, and definitely your ring. Maybe not, you're not putting your ring in the camera, like, you know, put a ring on it, like Beyonce type stuff, but it is evident that you are taken and it's, and you know, and that's for good reason, right? It keeps men from sliding up in the DMs and hitting you up and all the rest of that. It's a signal. I'm taken and I'm his man or look at my eyes. I don't know. I don't have, I've never worn a diamond set ring, so I can't really speak specifically. I, as a former husband, I can say, I know what that meant for her. And what her pursuit of it was for her, but um, or what the symbolism of it was for her. But what I quickly began to realize, so I went from one account to the other, and I actually found a, a, a couple of friends doing the exact same thing. So I made this incredible discovery amongst my group of friends that I know are married or were married. And this is it. If you start to notice them, in pictures by themselves. If you start to notice them traveling and posting a lot about their travels, if you start to see mom, wife mom, doing her thing with the children, and that could be one child, or in the case of a friend of mine, she has like 85 children. And if you look at the caption, the caption will be something very inspirational and very affirming doing the best I can out here in these streets, you know, um, me against the world or, no, those are, those are bad examples. Living my best life with these children, making a way out of no way. Um, life can be challenging, but life is beautiful as well. And then that sets off the air raid horns and then you scroll, and you scroll, and you scroll, and you scroll. So what I mean by that, you're swiping up, swiping up to get the their, their feed, their account, not on your timeline, but on their account. You scroll up, you scroll up, you scroll up, and you find the last time they took a picture either with their ring on or with their husband. And if it's, I'd say, mm, not three. Four to six months that you, like, after the most recent picture, it is almost guaranteed they are either going through a divorce or a separation. Guaranteed. Now, four to six months is what I'm saying is probably the the time frame to suggest that something, unfortunately, is not going right between husband and wife. That is the shortest time frame. It can go back even further, but four to six months is the shortest. If you were in constant contact or in regular contact with someone and you noticed that, you know, four to six months ago, they last posted about being with their husband somewhere or having a ring on, then it's pretty guaranteed that they are in some sort of separated slash on their way to divorce frame of mind, frame of existence. But it could be longer. So if you're not in contact with someone for any significant period of time, shoot, it could be years. But even then... If you go back six months and you know that this person was married and six months back, they're still cavorting about their photos as if they're not married. They're not married. 
They're either not married in their mind, they're not married in their heart, or they're not married for real. first noticed this phenomenon I was at work I was sitting at work in early 2017 and I just happened across someone's Instagram account not even someone that I was connected to but just someone I knew and she fine 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 she got a curly fro curly fro curly fro and curly fro is my kryptonite kryptonite and she had very serious deep set eyes which made everything that she said serious even when she was telling jokes they were serious so I wasn't sure if the jokes were jokes or if she was being serious. Anyway, she's cool. I knew her. Nice old lady. But I noticed that, like, she's in Tibet, in Mexico, but like in real Mexico places, not like tourist Mexico places, but like by pyramids and stuff. She's all over the place. She's in water by herself. She's like got her hands raised to the sun goddess, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't remember her traveling this much. And I started to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll back to when I knew her. And when I knew her, she just happened to capture that picture because some people shut their, you know, some people delete and archive their photos. I do that since I've been on since 2012. I've had to archive like hundreds of photos. I'd like to do more, but it just takes forever. So I go back to the time period when I knew her, met her, hung out with her, you know, hung out in the same spaces as her and that ring was right there. I went back to the front of her Instagram, the top of her Instagram, her most recent Instagram post, and that ring was not there. So, because I know her, I did the DM slide. I had been on Twitter enough to slide up in people's DMs, not like in a nefarious way, just communicate. Like you on Twitter, you tweet. Then when things, well, I mean, you know, Twitter is like the, the bathroom wall of the internet now, but back in the day when Twitter, before Twitter evolved into what it is now, You would tweet, 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 tweet. And then you would DM when you needed to take matters offline. So I was like, yo, let me see what's up with her. I reached out. Hey, blah, blah, blah. It's Eric Payne. How are you? Been forever. Just wanted to say hello, see how you were doing. Now, I was able to convert that into coffee. I was able to convert coffee into a telephone number. I was able to convert telephone number into breakfast. And she had those same deep set eyes that she had from when I first met her and that she had in those pictures. And when I crack jokes, because I crack a lot of jokes, she smirked and smiled. But her eyes were so serious. I was like, does she think I'm funny? I don't I don't know. I can't really tell at all. But she was serious with hers. And we had breakfast and we hugged every time. And then she disappeared into thin air. I wouldn't say she ghosted me. I would just say because she didn't. Uh, you know, ghosting is when you were like actively trying to be with someone and they just actively drop the help, drop off the scene. I think it was one of those things where we kind of like a message went unresponded to of plan to make plans didn't get planned. And we just fell out of touch with each other. Happens all the time. That would be the first time that I would reach out to someone on the gram and try to make something happen and have it not necessarily go as planned. 
and it for damn sure would not be the last. I had used the Instagram hunting technique as I began to phrase it minimally. I didn't use it a lot because, you know, I think I fell into the same trap that a lot of guys do when they see someone. When they see someone on social, they start developing a whole relationship with that person just based on pictures. They just think that they're so great and they think that they're so vivacious and so lively and so alive. And they just love to take them out or do something with them or blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I think I had also made the mistake once I got into the practice of approaching people on Instagram, I started shooting my shot with a howitzer, a bazooka, uh, you know, anti-aircraft, whatever you want to call it. Like my shot started getting bigger and more brazen, but not with regular folks. I mean, like celebrities like Tracy Ellis Ross, like uh, might as well have been Beyonce. I mean, it wasn't Beyonce, but I'm just saying like, it, it, you know, big names, Amanda Seals. I sent I sent quite a few messages to quite a few people. I was shooting my shot all over the internet, but it was talking in an echo chamber. So I was talking to myself. Those messages probably never got read. And if they did get read, they got read by some by a social media manager who was like, whatever, and put them in the slush pile or didn't even click on them so that they could be admitted into their, you know, mailbox. When you have hundreds of thousands of followers up to a million followers or millions I, I can't even imagine how you would be able to sort through the the messages that you are probably prone to get. That doesn't stop someone from wanting to think that they're that special person that's going to get through the, you know, the eye of the needle. But in reality, it's a real, 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 real once in a lifetime shot. And there are people that have done it. I understand now that my DMs have kind of been active um, in the last year or so with people reaching out to me, um, I understand now a little bit why celebrities only date celebrities and why they may leave the regular random person alone on the internet. Like they might meet them in real life, but they leave them alone on the internet because when you start messaging people, you have a paper trail. And if you go back and forth with someone, they have everything to gain from you and you have everything to lose. So if you respond to someone the wrong way other than a thank you or just ignore them completely, if it seems like you're leading someone on in any kind of way or speaking to them sexual in any kind of way or romantically in any kind of way, and that person decides to share that with the media, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about these big people, then your brand is in the toilet. So I get it now. Before I was like, ah, oh, they think they all that, da, 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 da. No, they're just protecting themselves. They're keeping themselves safe. And the reason why I said celebrities date celebrities is that they're on equal footing. So, I mean, and yes, we've seen them trash themselves all over the Internet, right? And all over the news. But they aren't necessarily, they're on equal footing. So they're just clashing versus someone being able to take everything because they're viewed in the court of public opinion as the little guy. So I had used my DM shooting shot shooting <laughs> to a minimum because I wasn't good at it. I mean, because I was aiming for these celebrities. And I knew that that was ridiculous, but I mean, each and every time I was like, why not? It's my time. Celebrities, so that was people who were in, you know, who were actresses, fitness models, fitness influencers. 
not fitness, fitness models, fitness influencers. So they were actually like doing fitness stuff. Fitness models just look like they've done stuff. So after my birthday, I decided I was done with the okie doke. So it's October now and I'm alone. I break ties with the woman who is perfectly fine with having me and going home to her husband. And it wasn't anything that was like official. It wasn't like, I break ties with you. It was more things just kind of fizzled. I wasn't too active in pursuing her and she kind of just fell in step with that. So I was back out in these streets once again alone with my sins. And I said, I want to do something different. I want to meet somebody and have that person be special. And I wasn't sure how or what. I didn't want to go on any of the dating apps. I wanted to meet somebody that I already knew, that I already had some level of foundation with so that, you know, the getting to know the lust factor would be reduced because there would be some knowledge of the person. So what did I do? I went to Instagram. I mean, I didn't really exactly go to Instagram, but I just happened to be in on Instagram one day and I noticed someone who lived here and she fit the description. Fashionable, heel game. If a woman's heel game is on point, woo, bellissima. And what else? What else? Bueller, Bueller, the fro. It could be fro, it could be curly fro. I said curly fro earlier, but just fro, frolicious, team natural. That's my thing. So I noticed a friend of mine who lived here and she liked me because I used to be a marriage blogger. I hung out in blogger spaces and mom bloggers are, you know, wife bloggers, just like dad bloggers are typically husband bloggers. There's a handful of single dad bloggers out there, a handful of divorced dad bloggers out there. But for the most part, because of the whole family values, home, household, good product marketing you know, putting all the kids in the Cadillac Escalade, Lincoln truck, Toyota Highlander, Volkswagen truck. I'm listing some of the things that I did as a blogger. That requires, I mean, Harley Davidson didn't. That was me by myself. But that requires you to look like, you know, you're a part of Americana, apple pie. I knew a, I know a lot of mom bloggers. I know a lot of wives and you know we attended these conferences and you know they made a space for us a little subsection of dad bloggers and they welcomed us in and all of us dad bloggers had our wives that were never around fast forward five six seven eight years and everybody looks a little bit different either because they physically look different because their kids are older or because a small 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 percentage of those individuals are now without spouse so my ig crush fell into that category she was well-dressed, well-coiffed, well-heeled. She just happened to work for a fashion magazine, which I didn't know because I wasn't paying attention, and that contributed to part of it. I thought she was still here in Atlanta. I did the Instagram hunting litmus test, scrolled back a little bit, and I was like, hey, where's the dude? I never met the dude, but I know there was a dude because she was icy when I met her, and she's not icy anymore. Like, where is she? It was nothing but girls. There was a lot of pictures in California. So does she live in California now? Does she split her work time between here and California? Well, it turned out she had moved to California. 
And yes, she had gone for, through a divorce. They were separated. They were living in the same house. But it was whatever it was. It was, you know, everybody has their own set of scenarios, right? Um, and I'm not in a position to judge. She was going through whatever it was that she was going through. And as someone who went through whatever it was I went through, it's not in my place to judge or pass judgment or even highlight, you know, what was shared in those situations. The one thing that people who aren't married don't understand about people who are married is that what is black and white, and you're absolutely right, it seems black and white, and it should be black and white, and it should make sense. Like, if something isn't right, then just walk away, just drop it, who cares? Like, give it a breast. But people that are married do not see in black and white, they see in gray. And that gray is probably the thing that keeps them involved in situations that are no longer serving them. But you have to give them the grace to understand that there are connection, emotional connections that are there that may as well be as strong as actual living things. And it is very hard to break those emotional ties when you are married. Um, and soul ties, too. I think emotional ties and soul ties com combined make a perfect partnership to keep you bound somewhere where you may not belong. I digress. I reach out to the woman. Let's call her IG Crush. I reach out to IG Crush. And she's like, hey, Eric, what's going on? Long time no speak to. We start chit-chatting off and on from that point forward. And then I, I, I moved to convert. I had seen a TED Talk that talked about converting. I talk about converting a lot. I think about converting a lot. Converting is dispense with the pen palary and move into reality. I just coined that term, pinpallery. TM, pinpallery. Texting. Texting ad nauseum. Hi, how was your day? How are you? What are you doing today? How was your day? How are things treating you? What'd you make for dinner? Hi, hi, hi. Hey, I hope you slept well. Hey, how's your morning? I don't know how any of that stuff is because I'm experiencing it and you keep asking me while it's going on. So I try to move from pinpallery to reality. In dealing with IG Crush, I said, hey, listen. I'm not reaching out to you for no reason. I'm reaching out to you because I'd like to see about talking to you. I know you just got divorced. I said, I know it's a little bit fresher than it is for me, but if it's possible, I'd like to see about, you know, us possibly talking and seeing if it could turn into something. And I waited. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And I waited. I waited. I waited. I waited for her text. And I was like, this is inside Instagram in the DMs. And I was like, oh, I chased her away. And then finally the text came through. I liked that. And her number followed. Ding, ding, ding. Got him. Your boy is in there. Got him. And then we began to talk. And we started having some pretty good conversations, getting to know one another and hearing the pain and the sorrows of our individual and collective experiences as spouses on different sides of things. But we started to build a relationship and she was in California and she said she was never coming back to Atlanta. But hey, in a world where transportation is nothing but a thing, there's nothing wrong with hopping on a plane or to go there or for her to come here or for us to meet somewhere mutual. Who knows? Who knew? Sky was the limit. The poem featured in this episode is called A Passing Want, and it's from my book of poetry and short stories, I See Through Eyes. For more information about the poem and the book, check out this episode's show notes. This has been another episode of the Dating After Divorce Survival Guide. Stay tuned for episode three. 
And in the meantime, be great, be special, be wonderful, be amazing, be powerful, be intentional, be authentic, be serious with yours, be silly with yours, be kind with yours, be gracious with yours, be forgiving with yours, be lovely with yours, be sincere with yours, be honest with yours, be truthful with yours. Ooh, that's a good one. Be truthful with yours. And as I always say, and as I always like to close, be magically, fantastically, incredibly, outrageously, and unapologetically you.